Okay, so we're getting closer to the meaning of this octave. And I wanted to comment first on the scripture and then tie the two together. You know, earlier in the week, I can't remember which day it was, I think it was Monday, but I, I did the mass where we saw Peter and John running to the tomb and they both entered it. Now, here's what's interesting. We're hearing from John's gospel. And so John kept pointing out, John's hilarious. Like he pointed out that he outran Peter. He pointed it out that he believed. Um, so it, you could tell this is John writing it, right? So anyway, the scripture points out that John believed, but yet it didn't say anything about Peter. Interesting. Didn't say anything about his faith. Now it does. Now, when Peter hears that it is the Lord, he tucks in his clothes and dives into the sea. Peter is now full of faith. This time, Peter didn't hide, didn't deny Jesus, but rushed to him. All the times that we have denied or hid from Jesus, we can now put in our past and rush to him on Divine Mercy Sunday. This is the time. The goal is to have a love like John, because John talks about he had the love of God, and a faith like Peter's, who is now diving in the water not thinking of worrying about himself. Now, Jesus was basically guiding these guys, these fishermen, like a guide on the shore. He was telling them where to cast the net. What's the significance of this? All right, the passage was probably written this way to show that it was Jesus was not just a vision or just a spirit, because a spirit would not be able to point out a school of fish hey, you know what? Cast it on the right side of the boat. You're going to get the fish there. This would only mean that he was there in reality, flesh and blood. He could see it. Now a spirit, if Jesus was only a spirit and not truly resurrected, he wouldn't have built a charcoal fire. So this is all important. Now the spirit would not have cooked a meal. A spirit wouldn't have eaten the fish. Jesus is always coming around saying, you got anything to eat? Because that's not just because he was hungry. He was showing that I'm really flesh and blood, resurrected, glorified, risen. This shows that he's real. It shows the reality of his resurrection. This is powerful. So now Peter arrives on the shore. Now, can you think about Peter for a minute? Think how he felt. When was the last time Peter saw a charcoal fire? The night he denied Jesus. Now Jesus is giving him another chance before a charcoal fire. And as we keep reading the gospel, soon Jesus will say to him, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do, I lo do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. You know I love you. He was giving him three opportunities now to reverse the denial and say, I love you. So this rekindled probably sorrow as he remembered denying Jesus, but now Jesus is giving him a chance to undo that. This is powerful. Now, what about these 153 fish? None of our brothers ever believed Brother Mark and I when we used to be able to go fishing. We haven't been since Corona started. 
Um, but we used to go and we would catch literally sometimes more than 153 fish in a day. So we had to start taking pictures to prove it. And so it's because there's some great fishing around here that used to, used to be our one chance for recreation. But uh, God's got bigger plans for us right now to make us fishers of men, not just fishers of fish, which we were previously. But this 153 fish is interesting. What does it stand for? Okay, there's a lot of theories. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'll just mention two. Um, <clears throat> Jerome said basically that in the sea, there were 153 different kinds of fish, different species. And in that net, there was a catch of each one of those species. So the number symbolizes the fact that all people and nations will be captured and brought in by the net of the church, which Peter is going to be the handler of. That's the papacy. He's the holder of the net. And that net is to scoop and bring in all the people. That is what the Pope, the papacy, is about. So when was the last time Peter was told, let down the nets, commanded by Jesus to let the nets down? Is at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Now, here's what's interesting. After, this is I think in Luke, right? After a miraculous catch, Jesus said, you'll now be fishers of men. Back the first time Jesus told Peter to lower the nets and they, they caught a lot of fish, the nets tore. Here it specifically says, Jesus does the same thing. He fills the fish, the nets with fish, but the nets don't tear. The great fish were gathered in the net, but it wasn't broken. As I said, that net stands for the church. There's room in the church for all people, all nations. Another theory is that 153 stood for the number of languages that were spoken in the world at that time. Now there's way more than that. But English wasn't even a language back then. So there were fewer languages. And so some theologians say, that the 153 fish represented one of each language that was spoken on the earth at that time. But the bottom line is, we're bringing the people to Christ. Now, I pray long and hard about what the Lord's will is for our ministry right now. And I saw, as I was answering comments last night, a beautiful comment that somebody had written one of the people <clears throat> on our live streams wrote, it is not by accident that we found this channel, referring to our YouTube channel. The person said, it is not by accident that all of us here found this channel. We were brought here by God. And I thought, there is the perfect example You've been brought in by the good Lord. Just what this message is saying with the fish, all the nations will be captured. Notice we got people from the UK. We got people from the Philippines. We got people from Australia. We got people from Ireland. We got people from all over the world. It's beautiful. That's what our Marian helpers are. We're like this net of fish. Brother Mark and I used to be the fishermen of fish, fisher of fish. 
Now with the two of us, with the help of Brother Ken and our seminarians, we're the fishers of men bringing you to Christ as best we can. But we don't do it on our own. We can't. We do it only with your cooperation and most of all the grace of God. And so the church is universal. This is the universal church we are striving to bring all people. If we are afraid to approach non-Catholics, then we're missing that chance to be that fisher of men. If it's universal, we are to bring all people. That's what Catholic means, universal. This is what, what we do is all about. And so a lot of questions, and I'm going to answer these um, on Divine Mercy Sunday. I will be doing the Mass. We'll have two Masses on Divine Mercy Sunday, 9 o'clock live stream, just like right now. And then you can see the liturgy on EWTN. It'll begin at noon with a pre-show, and then we'll talk about Divine Mercy, and then the liturgy will be, the Mass will be at 1.30. Now, I'm going to answer a lot of questions. We'll also have an event tonight at 8. I'm sorry, I can't tell you more. Brother Jason's been kind of organizing it all. I don't really know kind of what he has in mind. But I think he said it'll be some praise and worship or some festive thing. And I will talk about more about the grace, how we receive this grace of Divine Mercy Sunday. I want you to stay with us, please. Because on Divine Mercy Sunday is the opportunity for us to get the most incredible grace we've ever been offered by our Lord. And it ties to the resurrection. It's not instead of the resurrection, it's with the resurrection. And so the power of this grace is huge. Now, we just talked about bringing people from all nations, all lands, all religions. Father, this is just a Catholic thing. Can non-Catholics receive this grace of Divine Mercy Sunday? Yes. Share and spread the word. We have an employee that works for us that is Baptist. And he said, Father, I was sent your homily on a link, and you talked about non-Catholics still getting this grace. I wanted you to know that I've been doing this for 20 years when Dave came, our former editor of our magazine. God bless him. He's a suffering servant right now. When he told me, that even as a non-Catholic, I can get this grace. And he said, I don't understand. It says confession and communion. Yes, but many of us Catholics don't even have access to confession and communion this year or last year. I'm getting letters all the time. Father, what do I do? Let me finish this homily by explaining what you do. First of all, you all know, and I'll go over this in more detail, Friday night tonight and on Sunday for sure, the promise of Divine Mercy Sunday is not only the forgiveness of all sin, which we get in the confessional, but what we don't get in the confessional is the guarantee that all the punishment will also be wiped away. Now the promise of Divine Mercy Sunday gives us that promise that even that is wiped away. But Jesus says to do it, we got to have confession, go to confession and receive holy communion. Now, Jesus entrusted this to the church. So he gives the church the authority of how to interpret that. 
Now, people will say, no, Father, it's not for non-Catholics because Jesus says confession and communion. Non-Catholics don't have that. It's null and void. Don't you dare say otherwise. Well, I tell you, I'm going with Father Seraphim on this one because Father Seraphim used to teach that this passage applies to bringing all people and all nations to Christ. How do we do that? Of course, through his body and blood, but we bring them to Jesus so that he can forgive them in confession and in Holy Communion, but in their own way. We pray for their conversion. We pray that they become Catholics. We have the fullness of the truth. We know that this is the faith that Jesus Christ established. We know that we have the fullness of the truth. This is very true. So our goal is to have people become Catholics. But does that mean if they are not, they cannot be saved? That's a whole nother topic. Lumen Gentium, paragraphs 14, 15, 16 address this. I do an entire talk on that. And I'll be one coming up on one of my Explaining the Faith series. But I wanted to finish with this. In the meantime, let us invite our brothers and sisters, even those who are non-Catholic. How are we to do this, Father? Okay, when Jesus says, go to confession, for us Catholics, that means the sacrament. We were given the grace of our faith in the sacrament. We are to utilize it. But what if you can't get to a church? You are Catholic, but you're quarantined. What if you are unable because you are sick? What if your church is closed? Now, all of a sudden, you're a Catholic without access to the sacrament. Now, do you say, well, that's not fair that I'm banned from this grace? Okay. What does the church teach you? In Catechism 1452, the Catholic Church says, if you are not able to get to confession, again, because of a closed church or you're quarantined or sick, you make an act of contrition, just telling God that you are sorry for your sins and you will try to do better. And for Catholics, have the intent to go back to the sacrament when next available. Next, Jesus says to get this grace, go to communion. Now, if you are a Catholic and the same reason, sickness, closed churches, you cannot get to communion, does that mean you don't deserve the grace? Not according to Father Seraphim. He says, you do deserve the grace. Father, I don't deserve anything. Yeah, technically that's true. But Jesus says, the greater the sinner, the greater the right to his mercy. So we do have a right to his mercy. It's the only right we have. We don't have a right to a better job or a bigger home or, or higher prestige and honor or being a greater athlete or a smarter student. But we have the right to his mercy. And that right to his mercy is why we have the opportunity, even if we can't get to the church. How do we do it? We make an act of spiritual communion. We will do that right after this mass. We will say, Lord, please come into my heart as if I did receive you in Holy Communion. Now, what I just described can apply to non-Catholics. If your loved one is a non-Catholic, you tell them, please, on this day, can you do two things? I love you. And I want you to receive a very special grace. This very special grace that Jesus himself gave to this nun. Even non-Catholics respect the nuns. Amazing. And say, please, on that day, just make an act of contrition. Just tell God that you are sorry. 
I'm truly sorry, Lord, and I will try my best to do better, to sin no more, to leave my sins behind me. And if I fall, I'm going to get up. So the first thing you ask him to do is to do an act of contrition, just telling God you're sorry. That's like confession for us. But we have it guaranteed. Theirs is not guaranteed. That's why you want to say, well, gee, Father, you know, I don't need the sacraments anymore then. I'll just do what you said. No, because the sacraments are guaranteed. The other way is not guaranteed, but we hope and we have confident hope that God will still give the grace. But don't you want the guarantee? Yes, so go to the sacrament if available. If not, still make the act of contrition, telling God that you're sorry. And then you make an act of spiritual communion, just telling God to please unite with me as if I did receive you in holy communion. So you tell the non-Catholic brethren, just ask God to come in your heart, unite with you as we would in holy communion. And then finally, especially for us Catholics, we're going to finish with a prayer. And tonight I will have a slide for Brother Mark. And on Sunday, I'm going to put it up. Please join me for the Mass at 9 o'clock or at 1.30 on EWTN. And I will have a slide. Don't worry right now about trying to write this down. But I will have a slide that will give you the prayer to ask for this grace. Or you can make your own up. I got some emails saying, Father, I never saw this published that I have to do this prayer. You don't have to. This is just asking for the grace. It's just helping you. And this is where I want to finish. On Divine Mercy Sunday, after we have been to confession as Catholics, or made an act of contrition if we can't go, or we're non-Catholics, and after receiving communion if we're Catholics, or having made a spiritual communion if we're not Catholic, we make this prayer, or one like it, that you come up with from your heart. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a poor sinner. That's called the Jesus prayer. Then you say, Jesus, you told St. Faustina that the soul who has been to confession, I have, or an act of contrition, and you told St. Faustina, the soul that's been to communion, I just did, or has made an act of spiritual communion, will receive the complete forgiveness of not only all sin, but all punishment. That incredible grace, Lord Jesus Christ, please give to me. Please give me this grace of complete forgiveness of sin and punishment. Amen. And Jesus has to give you this grace or he's not telling the truth and nobody's going to claim that. And so we are given a special grace that we don't get anywhere else, any guarantee, any other day of the year. Yeah, plenary indulgences give that same grace, but you've got to have no attachment to sin. That's hard. This is only confession and communion. That's it. Anybody can do this. Even non-Catholics saying act of contrition and spiritual communion. This is the key. Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Come into my heart. 
And when we do that, we ask for the grace of not only all the forgiveness of sins, but all the punishment. Now tonight or and or Sunday, I'm going to be talking to all the commonly asked questions like, Father, can confession be before? And what if I go two weeks before? Father, does this clear all my sins and punishment for my whole life or just from this day forward, this day backward? I'll go over all that. Please join us, especially at 9 a.m. here on Sunday or 1.30 on Sunday in EWTN. God bless all of you, and let us make this a very special Divine Mercy Sunday. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.